Hello, and welcome to the Divorce Woman's Guide podcast, where we talk about the things us divorcees are thinking, but not always talking about, as we turn our divorce into the best gift you've ever been given. And I do so with a little bit of sass and a whole lot of class. I am your host, Wendy Sterling, founder of The Divorce Rehab. I am here to support you in this transition phase of your life so you can start your new, best chapter on your own terms. After all, that's what I did after my own divorce. And now it is my mission to change the conversation around divorce and help you see why your divorce, like mine, was the best gift you ever received. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Divorced Woman's Guide podcast. How are you doing today? Oh my goodness, I'm so happy you guys have tuned in because I am here with Shannon McGorry. Hello, Shannon, how are you? I'm doing great, Wendy, how are you? I am wonderful, and you guys, you're not gonna wanna put down this episode for one second because we are going to be talking about a question that both Shannon and I hear all the time, and that is, what do you do with the thought that pops into your head when you're going through or on the other side of divorce that says, okay, so now what, what's next? And before we dive in, I want to share a little bit more about Shannon with all of you today. So Shannon is a certified professional coach specializing in divorce and life empowerment. Expertise, prioritization, clarity, and accountability are the principles of Shannon's practice. She empowers her clients to show up confident, well-informed, and educated as they make decisions and take consistent, intentional action in support of their future reality. So whether it's divorce, a change in professional or personal circumstances, or being faced with the question, what's next? Shannon is passionate about holding women accountable to their future. She helps clients move from fine to a life they intentionally create and love. So aligned, Shannon, in both of our missions, which is something that I love about you, which is why I also wanted to have you here on the show today. And what I always ask my guests, and I would love for you to share with the audience today, is what inspired you to do this work that you are doing today? And how have you gotten here? What has your journey been like? Yeah, sure. So thanks for asking the question, because Uh, It's so relevant when you have a personal circumstance in your life that also matches what you feel like you've been called to do. And that's what happened to me. I, I went through my own divorce and was really faced with that moment of choice of what do I do now? And I resisted the opportunity or the draw to get stuck in that chapter of divorce and to let it define me. And really, I mean, divorce is the end of something but it is the opportunity to to be the beginning of something else. And so when I went through my own divorce, I worked with an amazing marriage and family therapist and I really felt a calling to help other women navigate this really difficult life chapter. And so at the same time, my daughters and I moved 2000 miles and they were very little at the time. So I'm a full-time graduate student, a newly single mom with two girls that haven't ever seen snowflakes before. And so we're navigating a whole lot of change and I'm studying at one in the morning. And it's just like, this is not how I'm meant to learn the material. And my girls really needed me to help them get grounded in this new life. 
So I took a pause from my master's program and really turned my eye to coaching and fell in love with it. I did a year long certification program, um, hundreds of hours becoming a certified professional coach. And what I love about it, Wendy, is therapy has its place. And most all of my clients have both myself and a therapist because we do need to work on the heavy things. And therapy is very rooted in the past. And what I love about coaching is I liken it to driving a car. You're sitting in the driver's seat and therapy is looking in the rearview mirror and wondering what happened and why. And coaching is really looking at the dashboard and realizing here I am now and there's where I want to go. And coaching is about how do we create the path and hold you accountable to what that is and how we're going to get you there. Um, and I really felt called to help other women not get stuck in that chapter of divorce, not be defined on this is the end of something. And that was my life. And, and now I just have to exist in this space because it really can be that moment of choice where you decide I am going to build a life that I love. And what does that look like? And how do we do that? And that's really where the magic happens and the work that I love to do. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to kind of pull out a couple of things that you just said to highlight for everybody listening is that you guys, I don't know if you heard, but not only did Shannon go through a divorce, she moved and she totally switched gears with the road that she was headed down Two other life transitions on top of her divorce transition. And so I can only imagine how difficult that was and juggling two kids at the same time. And yet here you are on the other side, thriving, loving your life, being a role model to your girls. And I know that so many people listening are going, well, that's great. <laughs> I want to get there. Um, or, you know, I'm sure you hear this question a lot too, where people will say, I just want to be done. I just want to be done. And the reason I wanted to talk to you about this topic today about kind of like what's next is this isn't a question that you wait until your paperwork is signed to do. This is a choice that you make as soon as you decide and move forward with your divorce. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that because I think it's a really important distinction that people hear and understand that you've got the story in your mind of, well, I have to wait till I know what I'm getting and, and what I'm going to do. And da, da, da. and you just like, you're like, I'm in the middle of this. I don't know what's going on. And I'm just, I still get to have my life and figure out what that gets to look like. So talk a little bit about that if you would. Yeah, 100%. Such an amazing point to really highlight Wendy, because it is so true. Um, and there's a ton of analogies and I, I'm huge on metaphors and analogies. So forgive yes. it if, if you're a hater of those, I apologize. <laughs> I am too, I love it. <laughs> um, but done is better than perfect. And we can't wait for the perfect timing to take action. Action cures all fear. And so when we wait for the settlement to come through or the paperwork to be signed or the court to finalize the court date, we're just prolonging the life that we love. And there's no magic formula. And that's why I use the word navigate so much. How do we navigate this chapter? Because it's really about taking the step, the next step, and then the next right step after that. And sometimes that path shows itself and unfolds as we're taking the action. We can sit and calculate and plan. And believe me, I am the type A person who loves to make all the lists yeah. and have everything lined up and <laughs> overthink every decision. And in doing so, 
the life still keeps going by and they're not, nobody's waiting. So we really, um, have to live in that moment in the middle of the chaos. And it is a challenge to orient our brain around that, especially when we're maybe surprised by the divorce or we never thought we would be here, which I think is most of us. I don't think any of us walk down the aisle thinking, okay, well in five years I'm out. So it is unexpected for all of us at some point. And so it's not the life we had in our mind and it's not what we thought we had envisioned. And so many of us, I I liken it to an onion. We layer upon ourselves, like we're this amazingly shining bright light, right? And then we take on a career and maybe a spouse and maybe kids and maybe volunteer roles in the community and the school. And our light might get a little dim from all of that. And the silver lining in divorce or separation is we can peel back some of those layers and really get back in touch with who we are but it's about how we walk the whole process. To your point, if we wait until the paperwork signed, we're no different that day than we were six weeks, six months, six days ahead of that. It's who we choose to be and how we show up that really gets us in that practice and strengthens that muscle of prioritizing ourselves. And I don't mean that in like a a selfish way. I just mean really getting in touch with who we are and making decisions from a place of intention of how we want our life to be, if that makes sense. No, it a hundred percent does. And, you know, again, the theme that I'm hearing and, and one of the things that we both do very well with our clients is empowering you to start making choices for yourself. And, you know, I'm sure you similarly felt, you know, selfish anytime you did something for you, um, because, oh my goodness, we're taking ourselves away from our family, from our kids, from people pleasing. And really it's about, you know, in terms of, figuring out what's next is you get to start prioritizing yourself. You get to start standing in your power and figuring out what that looks like, what that feels like. And I love the onion metaphor. Like I use that too, because I feel like we've allowed, it's almost like the reverse, right? Where we've allowed these layers to, to kind of envelop us. And it's really now it's about peeling away the skin to get back to the core of who it is that we are and creating that life that we want. So what would you say the first step that somebody listening right now, what is one step that they can start taking to prioritize themselves to think about what is next? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to go about this, but I would say one small way is you build in specific time for yourself each day and you do something that's important to you. Maybe it's just journaling. Maybe it's taking a walk. Maybe it's listening to your favorite song. Maybe it's taking an extra 15 minutes in the shower but it's really creating. Which I did this morning. (laughs) Congratulations. You have checked that box. I did. That was my, my self-care this morning, (laughs) but it's really about strengthening that muscle and showing yourself that you are important and doing it in a way that maybe feels comfortable at first, because at some point we're going to get to the edge and you're going to you're going to take a leap into something. So for me, for example, I was, I was a stay at home and work mom. So when I got divorced, yes, we had to face a move and we had to face adjustment to a new place and geography was a big change for the kids and new schools and new friends. And I needed to reinvent my professional self. So if I wait until everything's perfect and I don't know how to prioritize myself and I don't know what my strengths are, that can be a big gap to close. So when we can take those small steps to prioritize ourselves 
And I will tell you, like I, journaling is, I had such a love hate relationship with it. My mm-hmm. therapist had told me, you know, you need to start journal. And I thought to myself, I don't want to live this stuff the first time through. You want me to write it down and like relive it all? <laughs> Um, but I will say it is a place of so much clarity for me. And I have clients who joke with me and say like, at first they resist and resist. And then eventually they'll come to a session and be like, so last night I, um, I was journaling and I journaled again this morning and then they fall in love with the process as well. So that's a small suggestion of what someone could do is just start to get your thoughts out on paper, because I think so often in divorce, we get caught in that rumination and our brain is like a marble track and we set that marble at the top and it goes down the track that it's used to rolling down, which is maybe why did this happen? This isn't what I wanted. I'm so angry. I'm nervous about the settlement. What is my life going to look like? How am I going to do this on my own? And we just keep ingraining that track. Whereas if we can, and our brains are neuroplastic plastic enough to do this, root a new track in our mind to say, Hmm, let me get curious. What is it that I would want to do? What are my gifts and talents? What kind of house would I want to live in? How do I want to spend my time? And we give ourselves that freedom to think about that. And we don't think about the constraints because we don't have to know how it's possible. We just need to think about what is possible first and give ourselves that permission. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head is, is it's really about giving yourself permission giving yourself permission to dream, giving yourself permission to take five minutes out of your day, giving yourself permission to really think about yourself. Um, You know, you clearly made a career change. I made a career change. And it it wasn't one of those things where I was like, well, I'm going to give this a go and see how it happens. It's like, no, it was it was thought through. There were conversations that I had with, you know, as everyone listening, hopefully you've heard my story, but I found life coaching from a Facebook post from a friend in my feed. And that turned into a three hour phone conversation, which then turned into me going on to the coaching program certification site, which then led me into hiring a coach from that same certification program. And like, it's one, it, it's about putting one foot in front of the other. People focus so much on, well, I'm at A and I just, I want to get to Z, but Z is never going to happen or Z seems really far away. And what I love that you just described is that it's really about breaking it down. What do you, how do you go from A to B? Then how do you go from B to C? Then how do you go from C to D? And sometimes those steps are just taking a nap. (laughs) Sometimes those steps are pulling out a piece of paper and, and writing. And I agree with you. I have a full-blown love-hate relationship with journaling. (laughs) And what's, but what's interesting is that I, I notice like there's days where I'm like, Oh, I know I need to need right to journal today. Cause like there's something in there that's stuck. And I still, to this day, have some resistance around that because many times, and I hope a lot of you listening can relate and Shannon, maybe you can too. And, you know, in what I'm about to say, which is that, it would be because I'm afraid of what's going to come out, that I'm afraid of what my subconscious wants to share with me. Because when you're journaling, that's when your subconscious comes out. That's when you're, you know, as, as you so beautifully said, like that's when the marble is actually choosing to go a different path, right? Maybe it's going, you know, the opposite direction. Maybe it's charting a new path. But I know that a lot of times that resistance 
is fear. So how do you help your clients to overcome that fear, which we know is, you know, false evidence appearing real, right? How do you help your clients to overcome that fear and allow themselves to, to step into the land of possibility? Sure. So for me, I've learned that fear shows up for three reasons, fear of the process, fear of losing out or the loss and fear of the unknown. And all three are very prevalent in divorce because we don't know to your point about journaling. Am I strong enough to handle this process? Am I strong enough to do what it takes to get through this? There's a lot of unknown in divorce and there's a lot of loss, whether it's time with your children, whether it's financial, whether it's the companionship, the life that you built. And so fear is very real and something we deal with on a daily basis with, with my clients. And it really comes down to getting specific with what the fear is, and then using the strengths that you have to match those fears and to realize like, it's not going to go away, but the action is what shows the fear where it has its place. It's really taking the fear and making it as specific as possible. And then taking action to combat that specific fear because it is real and it can really hold us back, especially depending on what messages we've heard or believed about ourselves. And it's really that ego trying to keep us small and keep us safe. And that's not the big life I want to live. And that's not the life I think our listener, your listeners want either, but it can be a chaotic time in divorce. And there's a lot of messages coming through, even from friends and family who love us. Um, But ultimately it's our life to create and it's our life to live. So when we can tune into ourselves and really get in, get from a, a, an intentional, powerful place, what is it that I desire that's where our strength comes through and really is what we can activate. Um, And I love to do that work, to see that transformation in people where they didn't think that was possible. And then they're coming through on the other side, like, wow, you know, and I'll reflect back to her. This is where you were six months ago, a year ago. I have the notes. I'll read what you said to me. And it's like, isn't crazy? It's so you know, they powerful. Don't even recognize themselves. Yeah. Um, and that's possible for all of us. hundred percent. And I, it's the same thing. Like I'll have calls with clients and they're like, God, why do I, why do I feel like I've taken 10 steps back? And, you know, and it's like, okay, well, let's figure out where you're at in this moment. And, you know, same thing. I'll pull out, you know, my notes and I'll ask them questions like, okay, so where, where are you at today? Like describe this to me. And when I tell them where they were just like two months ago, they're like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I actually, I have moved forward. And I think that that brings up another really great point, which is that we are constantly putting so much pressure on ourselves, right? We're setting the bar high, like, which don't get me wrong. You should absolutely set goals. You should, you know, push yourself because in discomfort, there is growth. And I feel like we never take a minute and just sit in and celebrate the accomplishments that we have made. Mm-hmm. It's, and I have an issue with this. Like my coach constantly reminds me, she's like, Wendy, have you celebrated this win today? And I'm like, well, no, because I've got like all these other, you know, like there's no time to celebrate. And she's like, oh no, there is always time to celebrate. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that we, and I experience this with my clients too, is that they don't 
recognize mm-hmm. that they are making huge strides and they don't have the cheerleaders that you and I get to be to our clients mm-hmm. to highlight, to shine that light on that spotlight on them, but comfortably to say like, look at all the work you've done. Look mm-hmm. at what you've created. And even though you may not be at, at Z yet, you're still in and on the path of what's next because you're taking action. So what do you do is you take small baby steps, one foot in front of the other. And so talk a little bit about if you would, your experience, right? What you, what you even went through, like, I have to imagine that you were in the same boat, right? Cause Yeah, we're all, (laughs) the emotions are all the same, right? We put so much pressure on ourselves. We're in constant judgment. Share a little bit about how you actually started speaking to yourself like you would a friend. Yeah, sure. So I can remember two distinct moments um, when my therapist said to me, I was going through all of the very strong catabolic emotions of divorce, the resentment, the shock, the disbelief, the worry, the fear, the sadness, the anger, all of the things. And she said to me, that's fine, but don't stay in ugly too long because it's Mm -hmm. not who you are, but it will become who you become. And I thought, whoa, I don't want to be that person. Right. And so I have to consciously choose how to drain that emotion out. Right. And continue to pivot onto who I do want to be and what I do want my life to be like. Right. And so that was one very conscious moment that I was like, "Mm, okay. I have to do both of these things because I can't pretend that I don't have these strong emotions, but I don't want to become them. And I don't want to get stuck in them. So I think what I've learned and I resisted it for so long was it's a constant pivot and it is okay. Whoop, got my, got my footing here. And now what, and what's next. And I think one of the challenges with divorce, at least it was for me. And I hear it in my clients too, is the overwhelm and the exhaustion are very real during the process. And it can lead to tough conversations, sleepless nights, a lot of worry and anxiety, and a lot of energy being spent. And I liken it to like an athlete, you know, the energy that they spend is real and you could clock it right with a tracker or with the amount of calories that they've used up the emotional energy that we use during the divorce process isn't accounted for. It's so very real. And I think we get in that place and it can become who we become. We're seeing things through the lens of hard or difficult or suffering or worry. And it takes a lot of proactive action to find the joy again and to find the fulfillment. And that is, that is the pivot that we're looking for. I, I constantly say to my clients, we're trying to get out of that spin of the external circumstances and really harness that internal power that you have to make the decisions that are right for you and to find that joy and purpose again. Yeah. And what's coming up for me hearing you say that is also something that um, I was even just having a conversation on another podcast yesterday talking about this is that we spend so much time ruminating over the things that we don't have control over, which I believe is what contributes to what we call overwhelm, Mm -hmm. instead of focusing on the things that we actually do have control over. So, you know, everybody listening, think about that statement. Think about how much, how much time you spend ruminating about all the things your ex has 
done or not done, right? All the things that your kids have done that pissed you off that you wish that you could change, colleagues, whatever it is. And then think about how much of your day is spent actually thinking about the things that you have control over. Well, you have control over your thoughts, your feelings, your beliefs, your reactions, your responses. But yet all we do is project, right? And want to change what other people are doing. And I think that a lot of a lot of what prevents us from really fully stepping into what's next is understanding what you truly have control over. Mm-hmm. Because when you figure that out, magic happens. Yes. You oh my God, your energy gets restored. You feel lighter. Things feel easier. So and you're not playing sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep go. No, go. And you're not playing defense all the time. Right. I mean, imagine what it would be like to take this proactive approach to your life versus, okay, this is what I have to do. And this is what I need to react to. And that's what I call the powerful pause. It's like pausing life and deciding what is it that I want and how am I going to go after that and get that? Because so many of us are caught up in the, I shoulds and I have tos versus I want to, I get to. And so there's so much mindset work there. There's so much opportunity. And I know for those of you that are listening, that are going through the process or just on the other side of it, it's like, I'm just barely doing the dailies. How am I going to do these big dreams? But it goes back to those small steps. I mean, back to the journaling, the last, the back cover of my journal and the pages are growing are what I call like, mm, I don't want to swear on your show, the, 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 you're um, fine the badass pages. So it's all the things that have happened that I have overcome and the things that I would have said before, like happened to me, or I was a victim of, but as I took on that challenge, it was incredible growth and power in me. And anytime I need a little, mm, I can go back and look at those pages and the descriptions and the circumstances and the conversations and the situations. And it's like, oh yeah. Right. So back to your point of realizing control that we do have and the amazing things that we have done and are doing, we can be those reminders to ourselves too. It's just where we're putting our focus. Um, where's the gratitude? I mean, that's a that's a solution to so many things. And I remember it starting really granular for me. Like I, I don't have a lot to be grateful for. I'm going through this really hard time and I would force myself to write three things every day. And now that list is like, I can barely keep up with it at night. And it started with like basics, like hot shower, hot cup of tea, warm bed to sleep in. And now it's like, you know, it's the laughter of my daughter from the other room. It's the meaningful moments in my life that if I didn't write them, they may have just been part of my day, but it can be those little things that really make you shift, motivate you, help you find your passion again that are in service to that big life that we all do want to live. So powerful and so true because life is short. We all have, we got one life, we got one life to live in in this world that we have. And Shannon, I just want to say thank you so much for showing up and for doing this work and for sharing your expertise. Um, You know, I think it's really important that people see that those of us doing this work, we're doing it because we've lived it, we've been through it. And 
whatever you dream is absolutely possible on the other side. So thank you for being a guest on my show today. And I would love for you to share with the audience how they can find you and where. Um, And then I know you also have a free gift for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And to echo back, thank you for the work that you're doing and for having me here on the show and for the light that you provide out to the world and the example of strength that you are as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, as far as where people can find me, my, my website is probably the best spot. And that is love, strength, and grace all spelled out lovestrengthandgrace.com. They can read more about my story there and the work that I do with clients. Um, and then, yes, I do have a free gift. Um, it's a downloadable PDF that's called the powerful pause. It's a way to get in touch with yourself, mind, body, and soul. There's a couple tips on there. There's some journal prompts, um, that people can tie into that really just strengthens that muscle of getting in touch with themselves and creating that space for them. Wonderful. And all of this information, you guys, is also available in the show notes. So you can go ahead and click on all of those links. Or if you are on my email list, you received that and all of Shannon's information can be found there. So everyone, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that you found even a small nugget of inspiration that is going to help you to navigate wherever it is that you are today to get to where it is that you want to go because everybody gets to have a what's next life that they choose instead of feeling stuck in the one that you are currently in. So I would love to hear your feedback on today's episode. You know that I love to hear that any and every day. Uh, You guys can email me at wendy at wendysterling.net. If you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, don't forget to do so so that you get that reminder and you know when I have an episode dropping every single week. I hope that you all have a beautiful rest of your day and I'm sending you all so much love, light, and joy as always. Bye everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorced Woman's Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, please share this episode with someone you know or spread the word on social media. This is how I reach more divorcees around the world and provide them with the support they need to create their next best life. And I would also love to continue the conversation with you. So please friend me on Facebook, join my private Facebook group, The Divorce Rehab, and follow me on Instagram at Divorce Rehab with Wendy. I'll see you next time.